This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the most valuable sports podcast. My name is Brandon Worth, joined by my imitating co-host once again, Joe Nagy. What's happening, Joe? It's cold out, Brandon. I kind of struggled getting up this morning to get to the studio, but it's very warm in the studio. Going to get ready to give you some hot takes, maybe warm us up a little bit. Ooh, but I like that. We're ready to get it rolling. Um, Ferris State Sports has finally resumed. Uh, super good to see that back on campus. Uh, so Fair State basketball, they were actually at Mercyhurst um, this weekend uh, for a two-game schedule uh, just for a little bit of preseason game. Ended up losing both, so that's kind of sad to see. But they didn't have their starters. Uh, most of their starters there had some guys who haven't really got too much time to play. Uh, as um, I know Walt wasn't there. Dang wasn't there. And I think it, I forget the other ones. Who uh, Pete, there. Mike Pete wasn't there. Yeah. Um, Dorian was not there. So it was kind of it was kind of interesting to see um, what guys were there and what guys were not. Um, so, but I mean, overall, I mean, it's good to get a game in. I think a lot yeah, of, a lot of the guys are saying, I'm just thankful to be on a basketball court with the ball against another team. That's just <laughs> something that's really, really something that we've missed a lot. So it's, it's a really, it's a good situation just to get the guys back out there. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, um, coach Broncomo is very thankful that they got the opportunity. Um, he, he really was, he was really thankful for, he, he, there wasn't, there was no, necessary concerns that yeah we they lost to their first two games because in reality they're not going to be playing now for a while now i think their next game is probably going to be after christmas in january the 8th of january yeah the 8th of january this is just a game to see where they're at what they need to do over break there's really no concern on how this is going to going to be affecting their record moving forward and keep in mind their last game was against northern michigan in the gliac tournament back in I think it was what February. It, it wasn't was, even March. Yeah, because the season got canceled when they were on their way to the national championship or on their way to the national championship tournament. So I mean, thinking back that you haven't played in like six months and you're finally getting back and you don't have three of your starters there with you, it's it's a situation where you really got to like. For for what they had, they did pretty well. And I mean, for think, thinking all the circumstances, they haven't played in a while. They they did pretty well. Ben Ben Davidson especially. I mean, he was a guy who didn't get a whole lot of minutes. Then he gets thrown as a starter for the starting uh, starting point guard. Um, you know, twelve points. That's not too bad for his first start that he's ever gotten. So that's really cool to see, and it's pretty promising to see as well. Just to kind of just to see how these guys are gelling, how they're going to be ready for uh, Gliak play to start in January. But also, uh, women's basketball is going to start up in January as well. So we're very excited for that too. First game is against Ashland, both for men and women. Women are going to be away at Ashland, while men's are going to be at home. So very exciting to see there. Also, Brandon, another sport that got rolling too is Ferris State Hockey against Bowling Green. They started, I believe, at Bowling Green, and Mm -hmm. then they moved their way back to Ferris State. Yep. Ended up losing both games, but it's kind of expected, especially since Bowling Green has played, I think it's like six games before Mm -hmm. they even, and Ferris State has not even played one. And keep in mind, we haven't played since... You know, last March when the season got when the season got canceled, so it's definitely uh, you know, you don't like to see the lot the two L's in the in the column early, but you have to think we're we're doing pretty good for the circumstance. We had a late push in the uh, uh, in the home opener, didn't really get it done uh, in our first game. We lost six to two, but like I said, late push in the home opener really gives us some hope for upcoming games and it's really nice to see us get on the ice especially since we've had to cancel the Alabama Huntsville game and kind of push back the start date so many times yeah um I mean listening to coach Daniels after the second game he was actually pretty pleased even though obviously the scoreboard would normally say otherwise when you when you lose when you lose a, a game six to two that that's that's hard especially yeah, that's not, especially a hockey a contest where tough. scores are usually a lot closer but he said he saw a lot of good things and that that's really something Good to hear, and I mean, obviously now they're gonna pretty much all sports are gonna be on college sports are gonna be on a little bit of a break as far as like winter sports go um, for a while now. I think even um, Michigan basketball doesn't play until um, around Christmas time. So a lot of teams are now kind of they've gotten a feel now they've gotten at least a game in, maybe more, couple four, five, six games just to see where they're at, and it's gonna be a good situation for them, especially now. 
you go into the, this break, you know what you have to fix, you know what you have to make adjustments on. Coaches can take that time, evaluate, even prepare for later in the year. Like this is a good time for teams to really to really amp up the competition level and know exactly what they want to do, especially going into really the bulk of the season. And I mean, hockey like it, it was it was a promising start. There was a there was a lot of a lot of scenarios where I mean, obviously we want we want more goals scored. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to give up as many goals. That's 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 pretty obvious. But we still have promising talent on this team. I mean, we had a lot. We had a lot of good a lot of good things that happened. I mean, um, it sounded like transition wise. I think Coach Daniel said that was really the the struggle. We then once it was in open ice, there was really a tough time um, marking guys up. And I mean, Bowling Green did a great job. I mean. They they were able to score, and that's mm-hmm. something that um, we've fortunately not been able to do as much. I mean, Jake Willits put in a goal in the in the first contest um, at Bowling Green, which is kind of a, a positive to see um, him now in his new kind of uptake role from last year. Um, but it's still a good situation. Everybody was happy that Ferris Hockey's be back. Mm-hmm. We're super happy that they're back because they've been working their butt off. I've seen it going to the going to the rink, um, and they they've been working their butts mm-hmm. off. And it, it's glad to see that they're on the ice again. And we're looking forward to what they can do this season. Oh, definitely. And you know, we don't have Logan Stein, the our first five star recruit goalie. That's true. Yeah, he's at the World Junior uh, World Junior Championships playing for the Team USA, which is super cool to see. I think that's the first Ferris player that's ever been asked to play I believe so, uh, yeah. for Team USA for the World Junior Championship. So that's really cool. But uh, next game is actually tonight against Northern Michigan, 6 p.m. Uh, it's in Marquette, or in Piermont. I forget where Northern Michigan is. Yeah, Marquette. Uh, yeah, Marquette, Michigan, up in the UP. So that's going to be really good to see. Northern Michigan hasn't played a game yet. I think it was – let me check. Uh, their game against Lake Superior State was postponed. So they haven't played yet. That's one thing that Ferris does have over them. They have been able to kind of get the uh, knock the rust off the gears a little bit, get rolling. So hopefully that'll maybe uh, give us an edge for tonight's game. But as we know, Northern Michigan's no slouch either. So very exciting to see. And then we play Northern Michigan uh, the 30th. Uh, which is going to be the game after that. So mm-hmm. very exciting to see. Super happy that Ferris State sports are back. Super happy that just stuff has kind of seemed to get back to normal a little bit, knock on wood. But Brandon, let's move into some college football. Sure. So obviously last weekend, uh, starting to finally roll into uh, the final couple couple games for before uh, the playoff start. Teams are starting to solidify. There's kind of debates on whether Ohio State should be in there. Clemson and Notre Dame are going to face off against each other again this week. Texas A&M and Iowa State are still trying to fight in to get to that sacred number four spot. But Brandon, we're just going to quick talk about this Clemson-Notre Dame game. It's going to be a good one. Trevor Lawrence is back. Last time, if you know, they went to overtime. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was not there because of coronavirus. And uh, their backup, I forget their backup's name, but he slung it. Now Trevor Lawrence is going to be here. Do you think there's going to be a difference? Ooh, this... Uh, this this is gonna be this is gonna be a good game. I, I really do think. I mean, I'm, ex- I'm really excited to watch uh, it, this game. You should be. I mean, everybody's excited. I mean, the first time these or the first time these two matched up, Trevor Lawrence was not there, and this game literally went down to the wire. I mean, it, what else could you ask for out of two fantastic football programs facing off against each other? So it's it's gonna be a really exciting matchup. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to see how how Clemson's gonna respond um, after that loss. Really, this is revenge game. And if you really think about it, this is almost playoff on the line for them because I mean, right now, because yeah, if Clem- I mean, if Clemson loses, it could push them to four. It might as well push them to five mm-hmm. uh, because you know I don't think Ohio State's going to move because they're just I don't know, have that reputation that they're not going to go anywhere because I mean, college football community just loves them for some reason. But it's like you said, it's going to be a revenge game for Clemson, and it's going to be a it's going to be a statement game from Notre Dame because a lot of people are saying that they don't deserve to be in that conference. Or they don't, and they don't deserve to be in the top four right now. I mean, but they've been proving it seven zero. Ian Book's been slinging it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see. It's gonna definitely come down to what difference Trevor Lawrence can make. Because DJ Wagalele last time threw four for four thirty nine, two touchdowns, and they still didn't get the win. So mm-hmm. we're gonna see what happens. But very excited. Yeah, I mean, now like you think about it, the scenarios have really opened up a lot for the small teams. Um, Florida's lost to LSU. That I mean, that was a cool, that, that was something. That was a crazy game. I mean, LSU's kicker, I can't remember the name off the top of his head, hits a third fifty-seven yard field goal. Florida goes down. They got the ball pinned inside their own twenty. <laughs> they march down the field, get a field goal opportunity. Mister Automatic um, misses the the game tie or game tying field goal. 
they end up losing the contest. And I mean, for Florida, that's that's the worst way to go out. And I know, yeah, especially against LSU, who's just <laughs> yeah, dude, it's anywhere just, but where they want to be this year. Yeah, I mean, Cade York, Cade York, he was he had, three was three for three on the day. Evan McPherson was was the the unfortunate man that's going to get pinned on this loss for a long time, and it's sad because he's had a great year. He's been one of the best kickers in college football. Because I mean, we were I mean we're talking about the kickers because. This game on either side was so evenly matched. I mean, Kyle Trask was overall he was he played a good game. Yeah, two of the passes got away from him. That's that's pretty obvious. I mean, with looking at the box score, uh, I mean, you throw for four seventy four, and the way he was throwing it, I mean, LSU just seemed like they were playing a little softer than they normally do. Which is, I mean, their their secondary is a lot more inexperienced, so that that's understandable. But LSU's offense, they, they they stepped up. They stepped up big time, and getting 179 on the ground is something that they've needed to do with their their slew of running backs, and that's that's just what helped them win the game. And really, yeah, that's definitely. what spoiled Florida season because they were at number six. Mm-hmm. Now they're back to number seven, and really, unless they beat Bama, they're not going to have a true shot to make yeah, this, this playoff. They're definitely going to have to come out with a win, and they're probably going to have to win by one or two touchdowns to, to really prove that they should be in the top four, especially being number seven right now, to be able to jump over Iowa State and to be able to jump over Texas A&M. I don't think that's possible unless they just blow Alabama out of the water, which, like I said, not not possible, really. Mm-hmm. So Florida, they really dropped the ball last game. I mean, I mean LSU, you shouldn't really lose to LSU this year unless you're like in the same boat as them. Florida... Obviously, just a lapsed game. Kyle Trask did not play super great, like you said. Two interceptions, not really characteristic of what we see from the Heisman hopeful. Yeah, I but mean, he's still been great, but oh, yeah. it was just not the game where yeah. we don't usually see him let throws get away like yeah, that. Yeah, especially, like I said, Heisman hopeful. You'd, he's been so efficient this year that it's just so surprising to see him kind of have that bad game. But, you know, it's inevitable for any type, any player, really. Uh, there's always a game, to see, unless you're just elite like Joe Burrow was last year, where you like have no interceptions throughout the whole the whole year. That's super rare to see. So definitely, it's you know you gotta have nerves of steel when you go into those games, and you got gotta make sure that you get those wins, especially late in the season. Those wins against unranked opponents are always toss ups. You never can really tell. Yeah, I mean some other games that were pretty notable. I mean, our I know Joe loves them. The Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. Go Shans. They're yes. still undefeated. Somehow, almost, almost. The working man's UCF right there. <laughs> they, they somehow uh, found a way to sneak past Troy on a, a late yeah, touchdown. Somehow, but I don't understand. They're, they're 11-0, and they you're right. They are pretty much the new UCF. Undefeated, they want their chance, but in reality, and their, their conference is going to yeah, bite them in no. the butt. So sad to see that. But uh, North Carolina, whoa. Where did what 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 that what? was insane? <laughs> they put up sixty two points on Miami, on uh, tenth ring Miami. I mean, I I mean Michael Carter just he looked like prime Marshawn Lynch just running through people like crazy. I mean he finished the game with three hundred yards rushing. And oh I've my only, gosh! I've, yeah, and I've only seen one uh, one rusher that's ran for more than that this year, and that was um uh, Jarrett. Patterson from Buffalo, who had oh, yeah, who almost like 400 four, yards, yeah. and that was a ridiculous game. I, I mean, mean, look at the guy. Look at their guy right under him, Javante Williams, two thirty-six, three touchdowns. Their running game was insane. It was literally they just ran through everybody. Like Sam Howell, who was arguably one of the top three quarterbacks in this draft, didn't even have to throw. Yeah, he had a touchdown. Ball. He went fourteen for nineteen. Didn't have to throw it twenty times. No, that's and you still beat him sixty-two to twenty-six. That's that's just. Your running game is insane. It's it it really was something special to watch because that those are those are the things we don't see a lot of in this day and age of football. It's really and that's th- throw first pat or run yeah. second at some for some of these teams especially. But North Carolina, that's those guys got it going. To have two running backs that oh, that's I'd kill for that. Yeah, and I mean that's the crazy thing is now like you look at. Really, to me, and um, I was watching the college football playoff show last night, and um, somebody brought up the point that with that win, with North Carolina crushing Miami, and then you think about Alabama crushing North Carolina, that resume just shot so far up, they could honestly lose to Florida, and they're still probably going to be a one or two seed. Oh, yeah. There's... With Alabama, I mean, it was funny because last year and the year before, and I think the year even before that, people were saying, like, oh, Alabama's falling off. Finally, the dynasty and the basically the empire of Alabama football is finally going to be over with. We're not going to have to experience that. But, like, Nick Saban's just basically saying, like, okay, we had a lapse here. Like, don't count us out yet. And he's bringing, a, bringing them back, especially since everyone thought 
it was finally over. I was kind of one of those people hoping it was going to be over. But, I mean, Alabama's just so good this year that they're probably, even if they lose this week, they won't, they'll probably maybe go down to number two, I think, because it's going to be more of a battle between uh, Clemson and Notre Dame for two and three, basically, for if one loses and the other one, it's basically just going to stay at the same spot, most likely. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I mean, Alabama, even if they lose this week, I don't think they'll move too much. They'll still stay in the top four. Yeah, I think I think that's something that's probably pretty set yeah, in stone. I'm, I'm as pretty far sure as this. I'm pretty sure this top four are set in stone, unless Texas A&M can pull off just a huge win and take yeah, retake, or, or Notre Dame beats Clemson so badly that yeah, that it pushes them pushes Clemson down to like five, and then just kind of scoots then, everybody else. Yeah. Up. So like looking at the the ESPN per playoff percentages, Alabama ninety eight percent to make the playoff. Pretty obvious. Clearly. They're going to get in. Clearly. Um, and really. Florida can pull off a crazy upset, and I don't think I think that's only that's only one game, and that's not going to convince no. the committee's mind that they're they shouldn't be in this playoff because that's the and thing. It won't we even also, convince the committee's mind to put Florida in the playoff either. Yeah, because I mean, Florida has a fifteen percent chance, and that's yeah. really because you lose to oh, an unranked yeah. LSU team that struggled all year. Yeah, that's the reason that you're not going to make it exactly. So, and, uh, Ohio State is actually the second highest, even though they're the most controversial of the four. Uh, 85%, and I think that's really because I don't think anybody thinks Northwestern's going to beat Ohio State. No. Just for... I, and they'll, they'll finally... I mean, they'll get the sixth win. They'll get the sixth win, obviously, but it's... I don't know. I'm. It's a it's a touchy subject because especially for me being a Michigan fan, I'm just like Ohio State like shouldn't be in. But then like as a Big Ten fan, I'm like, well, I want the representation of the Big Ten in the playoff. But it's torn. It's torn. But it's a torn. Anybody but Ohio State. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, because you got you got to feel bad for like Ohio State's only played five games right now. They're going to be playing the sixth one in the Big Ten title game. And in reality, you got teams on the outside like. Cincinnati, for example, played fantastic yeah. football. Eight and zero. Eight and zero, and they're they've had canc- have no chance of getting in the top yeah, four. Yeah, and they've had cancellations that have like it's not in their control. They've never like other teams have had to shut down games, and they're just they're just a victim for it. Yeah. Because then in reality, now they expand only expand the playoff to eight. That's what I've been. That's what we've been saying. I know, I know man. I know, man. So teams like that are not going to get their shot just because it's hard. It's hard to beat the the proven greats. It really is, to, especially like Alabama and Ohio State and Clemson mm-hmm. that have been there before, and Notre Dame too. They've made yeah. it, but I mean, obviously, they don't want us to bring up what happened last time they were in the playoffs. So, um, but uh, they're they're looking pretty good. I mean, they they pull off a win over Clemson. They're for sure in. They're at sixty four percent right now. Clemson, and even if Clemson pulls off a. If it's a close game and it comes down to a final drive it's just once again, flip. but and Clemson comes on top, I do think it'll it'll probably just flip. I don't yeah. think the way Every, everybody will, like top six will probably stay the same, and mm-hmm. it'll just be Clemson at two. You're still gonna see those two play each other in the playoffs. Right? It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be three times that they show off show up against each other, and like yeah, I'm more excited to see this Ohio State Alabama game if that goes down mm-hmm. because yeah, I think Alabama Ohio State even though I mean they haven't played too much, they're still gonna give Alabama a run for their money. Oh yeah, I, they're too talented of a football team. I mean, their 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 offense has been fantastic. Their defense has been a little bit underrated too. Um, but it is interesting though because there has been times where they've gotten stuck, and Alabama does really well when they get teams stuck. So that that that's going to be a great matchup. And obviously, Notre Dame wants to erase the memory of yeah. the 30, 35 to three loss in the first time they were in the playoffs. So, yeah, but not great. I mean, it's it's going to be fun to watch, especially over this next week, because we mentioned if Clemson, if Notre Dame takes care of Clemson with Trevor Lawrence back and does it handily, we might be talking Clemson out of the college football player for the first time in a long time. So that's something that we're going to definitely watch coming up for conference championship weekend, which is going to be. Gonna be, That's gonna be a super exciting. Gonna be weekend. a good one. I mean, very, very some, excited. Yeah, there's some pretty good ones. I mean, um, Oregon's playing UC, USC. Um, USC's had a great year. They just they've only played five games and they've really not been as dominant as Ohio State has been. And Oregon has been a team that's they've proven to be around regardless of the record. They're still gonna be around. So, um, pr- unfortunately, our Michigan Wolverines will not play. Base. I don't even know if we're gonna play in a bowl game at this point. We've canceled twice now. Well, I wouldn't even think we make it with our record, anyways. Yeah. So I I don't think we're even. Yeah. I think our season's over, which yeah. might be a, a good thing. Uh, Purdue, Indiana is also not gonna play. That's unfortunate. I would love to see Indiana play one more game. I mean, it's unfortunate. One loss is gonna pretty much kind of kill their season, basically. Yeah. And then it's yeah, but so but that's um, tough to see. Yeah, Northwestern against Ohio State gonna be a good one for sure. I mean, <laughs> right now Ohio State's a twenty point favorite. 
come on now. Northwestern's a come better on, team than man. that. But, in, I mean, the way that Ohio State, I mean, you look back at the Wisconsin game, um, the Wisconsin Big Ten title game a couple years ago at Lucas Oil where it was literally 38 to nothing at one point. There's been times where Ohio State just clobbered teams in the Big Ten championship game. So um, Lucas Oil, Ohio State has, has that stadium pretty much. Lock Unlock, down like the yeah, horseshoe. So I, I can see where they get that from. But Texas a and going to play uh, Tennessee. Um, they need to pummel Tennessee to really. They'll have to beat them by like, they'll have to put up at least like 60. They got to they gotta pummel them if they, they want to, a chance. They have to make a statement game to basically say like, all right, we deserve to be over Ohio State. And like, if they if it's close by any means, like close by like three touchdowns, like there's no chance. Like I mean, you'll get, the, you'll get your conference championship, but you won't get it. A playoff chance. You'll, right. get a, you'll get a bowl game, which is like you get right, a high bowl game, but I mean, you might get like, like a Fiesta Bowl or something like that. Because last time they were in the playoffs, it was with Johnny Manziel, right? Or they didn't um, even make the playoffs. When, I believe. When well, Manziel. I mean, the playoff wasn't. Was it? Was it that? When? When was the last time Johnny Manziel played in a? I don't know. A&M I just know. Uniform. <laughs> I, I it was a. It was a while ago. Was a he little, played in the CFL, and then he went like four hundred days without playing or like 800 or some days without playing that's insane i mean he was he was so good too like he he was considered a franchise changing player we went in the 2014 draft so it would have been like just all that partying that he's doing dude i know couldn't Um, couldn't help it i know but um he said that said that it'd come down to that but um, insane insane quarterback yeah i mean the playoff i believe was established in 15 is that right? I can't remember now. When did it start? Oh my goodness! Uh, fourteen. So it would have been, it would have been his senior year, and I think they might have came up a couple games short. For the so A and M has not been in the playoff. So that that would be kind of cool for first. I mean, any team that Wait, gets what a did first. they do before that? Did they just go off the best record? It was BCS points. Oh, so, so it's like oh, top yeah. two teams would play in the national championship. That sort of thing that's been oh. there for a long time. So yeah, but uh, I mean, expand the national, expand the college playoff, football playoff. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, if we also have an episode and we're debating on that. You guys should go check yeah. that out. I think that was the last episode that we did, but for uh, two episodes ago. Yeah, two episodes ago. But well, there's still some good. There's still some other good. Some good games. Yeah. O- Oklahoma is Spencer Rattler kind of kind of sucks. I don't know. Yeah, he's, gonna, he's not gonna be able to be. Uh, you heard, you heard it from me. You heard it from me. If you can clip it, Brandon, or you can <laughs> save the, you can save the audio audio file. Oklahoma Spencer Rattler does not have what it takes. Spencer Rattler is overrated. He's been overrated ever since he was on QB One, that Netflix show. He's not going to be able to win this against Iowa State. All That's right. facts. We'll see. Facts, I, no printer. I think Ohio Iowa State has the better overall football team. There, I mean, Matt Campbell's done a great job with them. I know us Michigan fans will be watching this game, so for for various reasons. Um, but I mean, Ohio Oklahoma has the best boom boom game ability because um, yeah. we've seen that. Their like, offenses are usually really good, but I don't yes. think Spencer Rattler, especially in the start of the year when he was throwing interceptions left and right. I just don't know if he'll. I mean, he he's kind of slowed down a little bit, but I just. I don't know. He doesn't have my full faith yet, but we'll 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 I'll have to we'll wait and see. see. So we'll, we'll see. Um, Coastal, they're gonna play against um yeah top twenty the Raging Cajuns in Louisiana for the Sun Belt. That'll be that'll top be a 20, good contest. That's surprising that there's two Sun Belt teams in the top twenty five right yeah, now. Yeah, they've been playing good football. I was not expecting that. I mean, and and App State basically has been on the the in and outs of the top twenty five too. So yeah. we're almost three. Insane. So pretty pretty interesting. I mean, if you want to watch two teams that. Are playing for absolute pride and really nothing else for a conference title. Watch Check that out game because that, yeah. that one's going to be probably pretty good. Um, Boise State's going to play San Jose State in the Mountain West. Uh, Mountain West has kind of been eh, for the last ever since Boise State lost that like what was it seventy four game win streak. Yeah, it's kind of been over. Kind of been, kind of been. The yeah. Kellen Moore days are over, unfortunately yeah, for Kellen them. Moore so and the JHI years, it's yeah. it's over. But um, Alabama will play Florida. Um, in the SEC title game. That one will be interesting because, obviously, if Florida wins, we're going to be having a very interesting conversation coming Monday about who should be in and who should not be in when the rankings come yeah. out. And then if Alabama wins, then it's going to be okay. It's history, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's Number rare. one seed, block it in. <laughs> yeah, lock, lock it in, no matter um, what. Then the the last one, the, the AACC, the American Athletic Con- Conference, Cincinnati going to play Tulsa. Uh, I don't see Tulsa beating Cincinnati, but who knows? I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. Crazier things have happened. So we'll, that is true. Yeah, it's 
there's a possibility, but I don't think I think Cincinnati's probably playing for their pride too. They want to probably make a statement game, especially since they're not going to be able to be in the college football play despite being eight and zero or whatever. So yeah, kind of like, sucks for them, but they're. I feel like they're probably going to get the conference championship, no doubt. But they they probably should, no well, doubt. Um, before we move to NFL, um. Just got a text from Schefter. Um, no, I'm not going to tell you guys his phone so number. It's his burner phone. His <laughs> burner phone. Can't, um, he can't trace it. <laughs> the The Supreme Court, um, this is reported by ESPN, not Schefter. Sorry, guys. I, I was just joking about that. Um, the Supreme we Court. We still have his phone number, though. Has it, <laughs> we might. Um, <laughs> the Supreme Court has agreed to hear NCAA athlete compensation case coming up in 2021. So that's pretty big news, especially in the college football world. So... So NCAA 14, 2020, or NCAA uh, four, uh, 2021? Maybe. So it that might what we're be, hearing? I don't know. It could happen. Revival of like the world's best sports video game? Possibly, brother. Who knows? Who knows? But um, moving on to the NFL, um, if you guys did, if you guys missed Monday Night Football, boy, you missed out on a good one. The, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Wow, what a game. That's all I really can say is what a game. Yeah. <laughs> what else can you say? I mean, like, it was, it was I great. mean, Lamar Jackson, 11 for 17, 163, one TD, and then just, it was just so good. I don't understand. I just don't know how to put it. It's just late push by Cleveland, not able to get it done. I mean, Baltimore in control the whole game, and then it's just, it's everything that you want to see in a football game. Heartbreak, triumph, close, like close games, two quarterbacks battling it out, everything you want to see in a football game. That's what this Monday night game had to offer. Yeah, and I mean, you look, you look at how this game progressed. It, it clearly looked like it was Baltimore's show. I mean, for for the most part, I mean, they took that. Basically, going into the second half, I mean, at halftime it was twenty-one fourteen, so it was really anybody's game. And then they come out and score a touchdown right away. It looks like they're in full control. I mean, they they've outscored, they've out gained more yards. First half, I mean, they looked great offensively. Um, outside of that one part, the the two punts, they 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 look great. And then, obviously, the whole transpiring of Cleveland comes back. Baker starts lightening it up, and then Lamar goes to the locker room. Trace McSorley comes in. Uh, I think he got four passes off and a couple. He he only got a couple plays off. Then he ends up falling down. He's he slips on the turf. Now he's holding his knee. Now he's hurt. Everybody's saying, "Oh my goodness, where's Robert? Where's Robert Griffin the third? We need him." And here comes Lamar Jackson out of the tunnel. Comes back in, throws a touchdown pass. GG's in the, the chat. Ravens win did the football you see game. The, uh, how people are saying he pooped his pants. That's why he had to leave. Yep. But he's saying he's cramping. He, he said, said I'm, he not, cramping. I'm, not, I'm no Paul Pierce. I was just cramping. Honestly, hot take, he should have said he was pooping for the culture. <laughs> for he the culture. That, you know how many memes could have came up from that? Oh, my. There's already been left. so many. He had, if you look at the video of him going through the tunnel, you cannot tell me that that's not a poop walk. <laughs> you cannot tell me that that's not one. I mean. It might have been cramps. Who knows? But, like. Anybody who's anybody knows what a poop walk is, and that was definitely a poop walk. I don't he, know. He was holding something in. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he, he, you never know when duty calls, dude. <laughs> it might it might happen during a Monday night game, and he had to come out. I mean, he had he had solid players. I mean, he had Trace McSorley to come in. I can't keep it together. You just said duty. <laughs> My goodness. I'm just saying. What dude. a show. What a 100% show. 100% he, he had to poop. That's uh, why. That's, that's, the, that's the conspiracy with Joe Nagy. But, I mean, I mean, the turning point to me in this game, um, in the third quarter, um, Browns are at their 13-yard line. First play, pass, pick. Next play is a touchdown for the Ravens. You think about if that play would have went different, we're talking about probably different. I mean, if they even, like, they score – that could be that could have changed the game right there, and the Cleveland would have been in the front down the stretch. Who knows what have happened? So it was it was a really it was a really good game for Baltimore. This is a really big game. They needed to come back. They needed to win. They needed to stop the kind of iffy streak. I mean, Lamar ran all over. He had 124 yards, two touchdowns. Dobbins had 53 on 13 carries in a TD. Gus Edwards also had two TDs. Um, that's, if you had a running yeah. back this week for the the Ravens, I think you're in pretty good shape with all the touchdowns. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Lamar actually is. Lamar actually finally showed like MVP Lamar again. 
A little bit, Finally. yeah. Like it was, we saw a glimpse of it again mm-hmm. because we, we haven't seen it in a long time, especially since this year, since they've been so iffy and so streaky. Like you said, Brandon, like it's definitely refreshing to see, especially since so many people were like, "Oh, like he's like he's not gonna have another year. He's just gonna fall off." When he's finally like, starting to show it a little bit, but you know, Browns got to give it to him. I mean, Nick Chubb did really well. Two TDs, eighty-two yards. I mean, their rushing game was pretty solid as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to give it to them too, but. Ravens just able to hold it off. I mean, props to them. Yeah, I mean, the the Browns, if you're a Browns fan and you watch that game, yeah, you're going to be sad. But in reality, is your football team was down and out and you came back against a good yeah. football team. And you scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. Like, yeah. That's, that, that should make you feel that's pretty something good. Not, about, not a lot of teams can do there. Yeah, that. a lot of people are saying now Cleveland should be the, the team that can give the Chiefs a run for their money. And, I mean, you think about it. They're, I mean, they're running Say game. Cleveland? Cleveland, yeah, yeah. With after that game, which was pretty surprising. I mean, because nobody ever talks about that after a loss. But just the fact the way the way they played in the fourth quarter, if they can play like that for four quarters, they're 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 a really good football team. But I mean, and I you got Nick Chubb, you got Kareem Hunt. Um, side note, in our fantasy league, I was winning by like twenty points going into Monday night, and thanks to Kareem Hunt, I took the L this week, and I was kind of upset about that, but. Because he was, he had, I believe, twenty yards going into the halftime, and then he gets seventy-seven receiving yards in the second half and two touchdowns. <laughs> wow, what Tough. a way to take the L! Tough. But it's okay. I'm, I mean, I'm still in the playoffs. We're, we're not too worried about it. I mean, and the fact is, I'm playing Ryan again this this week, so it's another revenge game. So I'm excited. But Baker played well, three forty-three, two touchdowns. He was twenty-eight of forty-seven on. I mean, he didn't he didn't have as much completions, but reality is they were trying to come back in the football game for a long time, so they were throwing a lot. So kind of understandable. Yeah, you got you basically got to throw the whole the whole kitchen sink at him, and that's what they that's basically what Baker Mayfield does just throw yeah. really far. I mean, he had a rushing touchdown, which is kind of uncharacteristic. He he did pretty well, but he was good. I mean, your boy DPJ, Ooh, your he, boy, he, he looks good. He looks really good. He Sean is Higgins. really he's really s- settling in. I'll tell you what, since uh, Odell got injured he's really starting to settle into that spot and I think really making a statement for how well he's been able to play so far yeah I would I would say that for sure and I mean you got weapons there like Jarvis Landry uh Harrison Bryant who's a young talent then you also have David Nujak who uh spoiler alert he's going to be mentioned again at the end of the episode um you you got a lot of you got a lot of pass catching guys there and I think Baker I've said a lot about Baker I'll be honest I've said a lot about Baker and that is he really the the quarterback that's going to take you to the promised land? But the way he's played the last couple weeks, he's sure showing it. So if they can keep this up, they can compete with anybody in the NFL. So it's gonna it's gonna be good, interesting to see, especially going into this week where really now it's like, all right, here we go, buckle up, playoff time is coming in hot. Yeah, it's definitely where last gases are going to be made. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's playoff playoff NFL playoff football is some of the best things to see because teams that are really starting to fight for that wild card spot. Teams are really trying to really make a push so that way they can get something. But Thursday's game tomorrow night, Los Angeles Chargers versus Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. Pretty good game, honestly. I mean, Raiders have been a little bit spotty. Chargers have also been a little bit spotty. It's just that they haven't really been able to get the W too much. I don't know where I want to go with this game, but I nonetheless, going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm it, Justin Herbert, young quarterback, good at what he does. Derek Carr, young court, not a young quarterback, but quarterback nonetheless, good at what he does. Pretty excited for this game. Yeah, vet versus rook. Really, when you look at this game, and um, I mean earlier, this game went down to the wire back in November, thirty-one twenty-six. Uh, so in it's, it's tough. I, I real see. I wanna. I I I'll be honest. I had a I had a buddy talk to me, uh, who's a Raiders fan last night, and. He's pretty apt that this is a bounce back week for the Raiders that they're going to get back on track. And the reality to me is I'm legit nervous if I'm the Raiders cuz this Chargers team they they throw New England week out, throw it out. They they weren't they didn't show up. They didn't go off the bus. They showed up to the stadium and what did they have on the scoreboard? 30. Exactly. <laughs> so this that game you can almost just throw out. Forget it. You had a terrible week, whatever. They come back the next this next week they win the football game so in reality is is this going to be a nif a diff are we going to see the chargers knocking out the bus are we going to see them when they're on the field winning yeah, game they gonna, yeah it's 
Because, like, you have to... That's the thing, though. There really hasn't been any in-between. Like, they show up, and they're either a garbage football team or they're a solid contender football team. And, like, there's there's no in-between, really. Yeah. You can tell by the record. I mean, when they did show up to play in those wins, they're solid wins. But those losses, they've just been kind of really screwing the pooch on those really tough, on those important plays and those important situations. They've just been not playing too well. But, you know, Raiders, though, they're on the bubble for, you know, for that seven spot or for that seven... That seventh playoff spot. So you're definitely going to be. Ex- I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to do because every win and every loss is going to be detrimental right now for them, especially since like they really have to get they have to get this win to maybe even be in the conversation for that for that uh, final spot. So we're going to see what happens. Yeah, and I mean you look you look back at the Raiders game. This this game was back and forth and back and forth. Came down came down to a, a, the la- the fourth quarter where this game pretty much got decided. And this. Put them at two and six. The Charger season was basically over at that point, and I mean, it was just, it was just a crazy game. And the the reality is, like, that it came down to the wire. That they, they never, I mean, they never gave up. Really, is what? Because I mean, the Chargers. I mean, I, I believe they pretty much got dominated as far as statistics were concerned. And really, in the football game, they they didn't look as great. And then they came back and they, they they basically pull it together lose the game it's just it was a rough day for him revenge game is a possibility because this this chargers team when they get it together i mean thinking Ooh. about some of the weapons they have you got one of the best receivers in the national football league I, w- I wouldn't say top top i wouldn't say top three but keenan allen if you had him on your team you would definitely be a happy oh, camper because yeah, be, he's absolutely fantastic yeah you would not be upset with that no. definitely and i mean you gotta give it to the Chargers. I mean, they've had a pretty tough schedule if you really look at it. I mean, yeah, that is. Patriots have been iffy, but they've still a very solid football team. Broncos before they had that whole quarterback debacle, they were all right. I mean, they weren't super great, but they still lost. They had Saints early on in the year, Chiefs early on in the year, Buccaneers early on in the year, Panthers early on in the year. They were able to beat the Char- Jaguars, but I mean, everybody should be able to beat the Jaguars. Mm. I mean, Raiders when they were kind of starting on the roll mm-hmm. in the middle of the season, that's when they lost too. I mean, you got to give it to them. They've had a pretty tough schedule. They've had a, one of the tougher schedules. They've had a tougher schedule than uh, the Steelers have, but that's for sure. But you got to throw a little bit of shade at the Steelers um, every episode at least. But <laughs> um, you know, it's ouch. They haven't had the the easiest schedule but I'm definitely looking forward because I feel like like you said it's going to be a revenge game for them they're going to want to make a statement probably knock uh, the Raiders out of playoff contention indefinitely not indefinitely but at least for this year so we're going to see what happens but you know Justin Herbert he's going to do what Justin Herbert does and that's get the job done get the job done all right so you got Chargers I'll go with Chargers yeah okay um I'll play contrarian I'll go Raiders um I mean, you look at this game, and you you bring up the schedule like you just did. The Raiders beat the Chiefs, the best team in football right now. Yeah, no question. Yeah, and then they almost lost to the New York Jets. So in reality, yeah, they've just been like spotty. That's what yeah, spotty. They they literally are. That's the biggest spectrum of spottiness you can. I mean, they lost the Falcons by like four touchdowns. And I mean, the Chargers beat the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look, you look so at the Chargers. If you go by that, then like, if you go by that logic, then it's all Chargers. But like, I don't know. Raiders have just been so iffy. It's just like mm-hmm. you never know when they're gonna show up and when they're not gonna show up. Yeah, and you. So if yeah, and if you look like at the Chargers, they're kind of like. It seems like they only come to play when they play the Chiefs. They, they, well, that's the thing though. Is like they, like you look at the games that they've played this season. I'll, I'll read off the scores for you, regardless of win or loss. Just see, just see these scores and how many games they've been in, and they've played right with the competition. 16 3 23-20, 21-16, 38-31, 30-27, 39-29, 31-30, 31-36, 29-21, 34-28, 27-17, Twenty to seventeen, like they've been in all a lot of these games. They can play with anybody in the NFL. They've only had four games where they're under thirty points. Yeah, four out of what thirteen? That's impressive. And of those four, one of them was less than twenty. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a good scoring team. It's just it depends on who comes to play that day. 
I mean, it's just the same story with the Chargers. Is it going to be a good team that comes off the bus or just a kind of wash team that comes off yeah, the bus? Yeah, that's, like, that's the question, really. Yeah, the thing that scares me um, picking the Raiders is containing Austin Eckler will be a problem because mm-hmm. that's that front seven for the Raiders have been, like the rest of the team, spotty. So they're going to have to really lock down against that part of it. I think the the secondary, I think they'll be a little bit better. I hopefully they get I hopefully they get their guys off of injury like Arnett. They need a lot of their DBs back cuz they might have trouble against Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um so I I think the Chargers is a great pick. I'll just play contrarian because the Raiders they the Raiders have something that they they're still in it. They have to know that they're still in it and they have to win this football game because in reality if they don't they're really on the back seat now, and they're going to be hoping for a lot. So if they're going to control their own destiny and they're going to make the playoff, they have to win this game. I think John Gruden's going to let them know that, and we've seen that from some of his teams. So if they are, and I mean, when that team when that team's hot, that team's hot. We've seen that, especially against mm-hmm. the Chiefs. That offense can roll. So I'll pick the Raiders just just to create some rivalry yeah, suspense so, between so. the two of us. But it, it should be a great game nonetheless. I mean, you look at the Chargers; they're going to definitely play with. That's the funny thing is, I think we're going to either going to see like a. A Monday night game with Browns and Ravens, like it's gonna be forty to forty to forty, or it's gonna be just like ugh, it's gonna be like a seventeen to fourteen or something, something like that. It's it's gonna be probably a close game, but how close of it's gonna be, how well I don't I don't expect a blowout in this game. So it should be really interesting to see tonight. But um, going into um the rest of the games. You're gonna have to tune in on Friday to see our picks yeah, for those. Yeah, check us out on Mikes and Takes. Yeah, on Mikes and Takes with Mikes our, and Takes with our Brought buddies by Bulldog Radio. <laughs> yeah, with our buddies Barrett and Travis. Have to check out that show. Uh, going into the final, um, we got to de- or we have first. I didn't forget this time. I was gonna say. I mean, we can do we can do your thing first, and then end it with my thing. But I thought you wanted to do your thing first. Well, I mean, now we're kind of zooming on the NFL thing. I thought we just end it with my thing. <laughs> We'll do your thing first. Go okay, for it. Fine. Go for it. So our debate, my debate of the day, is going to be, um, we're going to talk some some um some moves that can be made. We're going to play GM. We're going to play, play a little GM. We're going to play a little GM. So the the rea- the pretty much the idea around the, this segment is going to be thinking of realistic moves have to be realistic that can make a team like on the outside of the playoff bubble an instant going into the going into the playoff bubble in like instantly when this moves made we're looking at some of those moves that can be made um i know i have a couple in mind joe has a couple in mind uh rock paper scissors start first you can go first <laughs> wow that just oh, well, okay rock paper scissors all right rock, here paper, we go on shoot rock paper scissors shoot rock paper scissors shoot thank you oh, all right i'll go first um yeah, paper always beats rock. Um, <laughs> the first move Down. that I have um, brought up David Njaku. Um, right now in Cleveland, he's really kind of been a bust since he was drafted um, a couple years ago. And I mean, right now they made the they made the acquisition for Austin Hooper, and then they've also had um, they also have Harrison Bryant, who had one of the greatest breakout games we've seen in that fantasy wise in this season. Um, he's also been playing a little bit of a role. Um, is David Njaku's time in Cleveland going to be up? I think it could be, and the place that I could see him going is the New England Patriots. And the reason I say that is, um, we all know Cam Newton loves his tight ends. He absolutely loves them. Cue back to Carolina with Greg Olson. Those guys literally are the best friends ever on and off the football field. Cam loves his tight ends. And you look in New England, who are their tight ends? Yeah, there's probably some D3 white guys. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) there's crickets in the background because... They don't really have any tight ends. I mean, we're talking, oh, man, what's, oh, I forgot his name right off the top. Matt Lacoste is the, basically their lead tight end. Yeah, if you guys don't know who that is, that just explains my point. They don't really have very many tight ends. So Yeah, but basically for a reference point, I typed in New England's uh, current tight end, and it still says Rob Gronkowski. So. <laughs> they, they do not have a tight end since Rob Gronkowski. No. They have Matt Lacoste, uh, Ryan Izzo. Um, no, not related to Tom Izzo. We already checked that. Um, and then Devin Asiasi are really the tight ends on that list. They don't really have a tight end. They have, they have good – I think Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo, they're pretty good of your standard tight ends, but what New England really needs is a hybrid tight end that can – not necessarily block it. They need somebody that can be able to block, get out, and pass. 
and can catch. And I think David Njaku is a guy that can do that. I mean, New England does not have any really pass-catching weapons. They have Jacoby Myers. Uh, Julian Edelman is starting to get, honestly, towards the end of his tenure because, I mean, he's been banged up. Um, And then you also got Damari Bird, who's kind of in and out depending on his matchups. So, Jaku has a lot of athleticism, and that's what made him um, a draft pick when he back in back when he was in college. I mean, that he had the athleticism to compete with any tight end in, fo- in college football. So, the reality is, is he's just I to me, it doesn't feel like he's found the right fit yet. And obviously, there are some concerns. Um, sometimes he has some days where he drops balls. We get that, but really, to me, it's like I don't think he's really ever. He's he's in a situation where he's been in Cleveland where he's always been with somebody. And the fact is he's never been like, Oh, I'm the guy. This is this is great. He's always been a secondary guy. And it's hard to be training when you're a secondary guy because really you're you're looking for that opportunity. And the fact is is you might not ever get that opportunity because the guy's healthy, the team likes the guy ahead of you. I mean, he's he's really he's really had a backseat role in Cleveland. I think if he wants to get out of there, New England would be a great place to, to go. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I I agree. I like that pick. Hmm. I like I like the those, those GM moves. Maybe Thank they you. should hire you, Brandon. But me, on the other hand, I was thinking about what we could do for the Lions okay. because you know hometown I boy like right here. I like that. Uh, and you know, first thing is always look at our defense because our defense hasn't been really super great. We had a little bit of a conversation off air. Our offense has been kind of solid. I mean, Matt Stafford. It's got potential. Yeah, Matt Stafford already. We know he's a top five quarterback in the NFL right now. You can debate me on that all you want, but it's facts. I'm not going to change my mind on that. Our running game is starting to develop a little bit, but it's the defense that's been holding us back mm-hmm. in our game so far, and it's mainly the reasons why we've been able to, why we've been losing so much. And you know, I've been thinking, you know, Matt Judon, who plays for the Ravens, linebacker, been doing uh-huh. super great. He's going to be a free agent this year. His salary is really low. He's a young guy, and he's just been super great. I mean, 16 games, he's been efficient, nine and a half sacks, so pretty good. He can definitely give pressure. Only 27 too, so we definitely mm-hmm. know we'll get our money out of him at least for three years mm-hmm. uh, unless he pulls a uh, Calvin Johnson and retires at 30 um, which I mean if he goes to Detroit possibly <laughs> uh, let's not talk about that <laughs> and uh, another person to pair him with was Shaquille Barrett I was thinking as well I mean oh. he's got a really cheap salary he's going to be a free agent this coming year he's also very efficient as well 16 games 19 and a half sacks six forced fumbles I think those guys would really finally get some pressure to mainly take the take the pressure off our corners so that way we can kind of force those bad passes, errant fumbles, errant passes, and stuff like that. And hopefully that will get something going. But those are my main two right now that I was thinking, is, at least for the Lions. I mean, I think I got a couple more for other teams. Okay. But. Shaquille Barrett, boy, that would be something. He's one of the yeah. best pass rushers at the linebacker position. But I think I don't know if we'd be able to get him though because I, I think is, Tampa Bay wants to keep him really yeah. bad because We're I mean especially for how low of a salary he does have right now. Yeah, but are. if our GM needs a playmaker that wants to finally say, "All right, I'm coming in here and I'm changing the pass rush. It's game one." Shaquille Barrett's a guy to go get, especially if this Buccaneers situation doesn't work out. They don't make the playoffs for some reason. Is he going to want to stay there? Who knows? I mean, it yeah. might. And I mean, I'm Lions, saying, have, Lions the, have been promising. Like Lions have shown promise. This oh, we're year. going up. That's we're for sure. on the up and up. This yeah. is our year. Okay, Joe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm gonna I don't j- know one second. About that. I, I'm gonna jinx it. <laughs> yeah, knock on that door there, brother. That that was a little bold. <laughs> but we are on the I two had spots out of the playoffs. So anything is possible. I mean, Loyola Chicago, March Madness. Anything is possible, my friend. I mean, what was it UMBC beating Virginia? Anything's possible. Anything's man. possible. Um, my second move. Hmm, this is an interesting. I do have one. Um. Related to Matthew Stafford, but I'll save that one for my third one. Um, Stephon Gilmore, um, speaking of the Patriots, um, he was on the trade market last year, which I thought was really surprising. Uh, honestly, I don't know if he's actually going to move, but hypothetically, he was in the trade talk. So, Ningling has had the idea of moving Stephon Gilmore, and that seems crazy enough, but it's true. Uh, one place that could probably use him, um, I think that this move could honestly probably help change the franchise as far as they're 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 notably known for their offense and I know that I've made it apparent about how they need to change their defense if they want to be a legitimate team and that's Dallas I think that Gilmore is a number one shutdown corner that any team would want that he he's the he's the guy that can be so so beneficial to have as far as in your quarter cornerback room he's he's a shutdown guy I mean he him and DeAndre Hopkins have respect 
with D-Hop being one of the best in the NFL, you know already. You don't even have to watch Gilmore to know that he's one of the best in the NFL. And you look statistically, Gilmore is one of the best in the NFL at what he does. And that's locking down the number one receiver on opposing on the opposing side of the ball. So Dallas needs, they need, they need help. They really need help as far as the secondary goes because they've gotten burnt a lot this year. Jordan Lewis the, 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 and um, Trevon Dick, those guys have promise. Then you add a, a veteran, Stephon Gilmore, to help them, critique them, mentor them. That's a really good situation. And I did have the art. I was really debating on if I wanted to go um, corner or second or, or safety because secondary, Dallas can use anything they can get. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I believe they're um, like f- the fourth worst in yards allowed. They're, they're pretty bad. And the reason is is because teams can throw all over them. And the fact is they need, they need lockdown guys. And Stephon Gilmore is a lockdown guy. He has been on the market. So, therefore... I thought that would be a good idea. The only other option I would have thought of would would be Jamal Adams because Jamal is from Dallas. He's from Texas. He would want to go there. But obviously he's with the Seahawks now. And the way that they're going, I don't think he's going to leave anytime soon. No, I don't think so either. Uh, My next one, I was kind of struggling to find one that I kind of really liked because, you know, my last one was kind of one that I really started to kind of think about. And that was one, but... You know, one that I was thinking about was if the Bears wanted a better quarterback situation, it pains mm. me to say it, but possibly, I mean, Matt Stafford's contract goes away in 2022. Don't do and, that. I mean, he's a very good quarterback, like I said, top uh. five at least. I mean, if they did want a quarterback who is dynamic, who could throw the ball and could really, I mean, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's got, what, 31 fourth quarter comebacks or something like that. He's a clutch guy. He I'll comes, take Stafford he comes over Cousins. Oh, yeah. In a fourth quarter. Any day. 100%. I mean, primetime Kirk Cousins doesn't have anything on Matt Stafford. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that was, one, that was one thing that was, I mean, and then that goes, I mean, for any team that's really struggling at the quarterback position that, you know, has some, has basically everything else going for, or not everything else, but it's kind of has stuff looking on the up for them is, I mean, Matt Stafford is a guy who can get it done, but... Lions also, team that's looking on the up right now. And we just need a couple more things. And I mean, Matt Stafford's probably going to be here for the long haul. So. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't have said Stafford because that was, that was my third <laughs> move. But um, it, it does pay me. I w- I'd love to have Matthew Stafford here forever. But with the, with the reality of what this team I want is him going to get a, through. I want him to get a ring so bad. I would, I'd love to see that. And the, the fact is... If it has to be with another team, so be it. He deserves it. Yeah, it's just... It just depends on if he wants to leave. I don't know if he wants to leave. Yeah, because doesn't his wife like love it in Detroit? I, they, they love it in Detroit, and I think that I think that's one of the main reasons that they're probably going to stay. Yeah, and but, I mean they've raised their daughters there, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Aren't their daughters like yeah six now? Or something like that? <laughs> the best part of well was when there was the rumors going around that he might get moved, and then they ended up selling their house. How many people just went absolutely ballistic that Matt Stafford was going to be gone, and they were like, oh. Well, we just decided we want a different house because some of the safety things in this with our with our next um, expecting child is not going to be great, you know. And then he, it was just like the most humble thing in the world, and everybody's thinking, "Oh, he's a traitor, he's a coward, and he should leave." And it was just like, "Wow, okay." We're just trying to get a nice house for our children. Yeah, I mean, that's just reality. Matt Stafford is an absolute great guy on and off yeah. the field. He's absolutely, and we we don't we would love to see him stay in Detroit for forever, but. With the way the team could get rebuilt, that could be drafting quarterback, that could be moving Matt Stafford for assets. We just have to realize yeah. that. And as a GM, it pains yeah. you sometimes to do that. Those Matt, are the moves you have Matt to Matt Stafford sometimes. is extremely valuable right now. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's not in his absolute prime. He's a little bit past it, but he's not at the point where he's just kind of a wash up, kind of, yeah, like not where he used to be. He's still, he's still there. He's still in his prime years, but you know, it's still. T- clock's ticking, especially for, I mean, his Super Bowl, his Super Bowl kind of timeline or his Super Bowl window is kind of dwindling, dwindling a little bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, as, yeah. as Lions fans, we want to see him get a ring, really yeah. bad. And I mean, as a GM, you can re- as a Lions GM, you can use him if we do want to rebuild. We can use him for assets. We can use him for draft picks. We can use him for maybe getting a good line, uh, defense or something like that. But yeah. Like the you reality know, it's is stuff like that where you know yeah we went from talking about GM stuff to basically saying like just Matt, Matt Stafford's the Matt goat. Stafford's the go yeah no, but no. um the one one place you brought up Chicago I think I mean it it would be interesting to see if he he would he'd make the the trek to Chicago and especially yeah um, NFC, how fans I mean, will NFC react to that North, I don't I don't think he would do that to Lions fans. yeah I don't know but um one place I do see that 
pretty much quarterback paradise you look in history is San Francisco. And the reality Ooh. is, Ooh. We un- I understand Jimmy Grant or J- Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Garoppolo um, is a guy that helped you get to the NFC Championship game. Um, but the reality is, if you compare the two, I think a lot of people would say they'd rather have Matt Stafford than Jimmy Garoppolo. And the fact is, Jimmy Garoppolo has been injured like the last four years. He's had at least an injury that's kept him out for at least a week or two. So the reality is, is he's really been, I don't want to call him fragile, but he, he's a little injury prone. Yeah, and, and the he fact ha- he hasn't really been as good as when they went to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, and, and you look at the, the Lions offensive line with Matt Stafford, because you would say, oh, well, Matthew Stafford's had shoulder, back. He's had a lot of things. But you compare the offensive lines between San Francisco and Detroit, I rest my case. They're not the same. San Francisco has a much better offensive line. And the fact is, Stafford with time, with mm-hmm. with Kyle Shanahan. I think it's I think it's also because like he's built up a resiliency from from it because that is Garoppolo true. was he's the backup for his nails. Garoppolo was the backup for so many years and then mm-hmm. he gets put in or then he gets traded to or San Fran and then now he gets thrown in and like all those times where he's just been sitting on the sideline his body really hasn't built up a resiliency from it. So like yeah. he's still in those rookie he's kind of, I mean, in my opinion, it's kind of like he's still in that rookie season or that like sophomore season where you're still getting used to like these NFL players who can hit like trucks. Yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford's tough as nails, and I think the 49ers oh, yeah. wouldn't have wouldn't mind having a quarterback that's more Willing tough to like play nails. through what was it a broken shoulder? Yeah, throw, throw a ball, throw a touchdown on a broken shoulder. Yeah, and the I think a lot of people would ask, would Jimmy Garoppolo do that? And no. the fact is, Matthew Stafford could could help make this team. Um, better than having the th- third most interceptions in the league right now and 10th worst QBR behind Nick Mullins. That that would be, uh, I think that would, I mean, any quarterback would say, hey, play in San Francisco, a place where Steve Young, Joe Montana played football, I'd take that any day. I mean, they've had... Sunny, su- sunny California compared to... Yeah, I mean... It, every season, every day in <laughs> Michigan. Yeah, I mean, it, weather changes literally like every single... Hour every where, single day. Detroit, where people are pooping in a box on the side of the okay, street. Okay, Joe, and that's a little too far. But <laughs> I mean, you look at the the Forty ers though. Their defense. Can you imagine like Matthew Stafford not having to worry about scoring forty points a game because their defense is much better? He would be able to last in the league for so and, long, and he doesn't even have to worry about throwing the ball that much. He might throw, or he might play an entire game and only have to throw seven passes. Because their running game is one of the best in the yeah, NFL. Some, yeah, something he's never even had before. And yeah, like, that could be seeing, interesting. Seeing him to have not so much stress and not so much pressure on him would be absolutely insane. It's yeah, insane. I don't, I don't know. There's what else to say. I would love. I would kill to see that. But I think we're gonna end the show on a little bit of a treat for you guys with Joe's mm-hmm. fact of the day. Mm-hmm. Brandon almost skipped over it, but I wasn't gonna let that happen for you guys, especially since, especially since it's everybody's favorite part of the show. I didn't. I wasn't gonna skip over it. <laughs> I, I was know. saying, oh, did you want to do it now or I know, later? I know, but I'm you just, can yeah, I'm go just busting your chops I didn't forget. A little bit. I, However, I didn't forget Brandon, this, this one's a pretty good one. I'm pretty proud of this question myself. Um, okay, so Brandon, there's a handful of. I mean, I could say lots of handfuls of professional sports team, and there's only a couple times where teams overlap their mascots and their names. There's six times, to be exact, Brandon. How many times and, or excuse me, how many times and name, I just said that wrong. Name the mascots or the team name that are the same from different professional sports teams. Hmm. Okay, so you're saying, like, how many times has there been... Well, I said six already. There's six times. There's six times where a, a city has had... Well, there's two cities, two two cities, two cities. It doesn't matter the sport, so it could be like NHL and like NFL, and they could have the same mascot from diff. Oh, are, okay. Yeah. I think so. Like, are you saying like the 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 St. Louis Cardinals and the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah. Oh, kind of. So, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's one of them. Oh, so oh, I see. You want me to name all yeah, six? Yeah. So you got oh, one of them. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so okay, you got to name okay. all six. Okay. 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 Um. Oh, so the Cardinals, um, mm, I think, let me think. Well, the Generals used to be one yeah. a but long I mean, time ago, now. but that doesn't count. I'll, here, I'll, I'll make it easy. I'll have um, you name four. I'm going to have you name four out of the six. Because, four out of the six. Um, boy, so you got Cardinals already. So I got the Cardinals. 
Um, I think there's a um. What is the um? Oh my goodness, I'm trying to think here. Um, is there is there another Eagles? I don't. Mm, I don't think so. No, that's not right. I'll give you a hint. Um, royalty. Oh, okay. The Kings. Yeah. Yeah. The Kings. I get. Okay. I. It's kind of hard to like think about it on on yeah. the spot. Okay. Yeah. The Kings is one. Sacramento and um, L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, let me. Th- oh man. Are you considering soccer too? Because I haven't been considering soccer. What, no, this one. This one's just the four major sports: okay. MLB, NBA, NFL. That, that NHL. makes me feel a little bit better. So I'm gonna th- say, um, nope, not. There's no. Um, I'll, give 50, I'll give you 15 seconds. The. This is really hard to think of. Literally, like on, on the, the spot. spot, I will say that. Yeah. Um, isn't there a? No, there's not another Five one. Five seconds. This is too hard. I'm stressing out. I don't like this. All right, I'll give you the rest. <laughs> okay, this is that All hurt right, my so head. So you have the San Francisco Giants and the New York Giants. Oh so my goodness! NFL I, th- and the I MLB. thought Giants, and I was like, oh, there's no other Giants. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh! And, and then you have the Carolina Panthers of the NFL and the Florida, oh, and the Panthers, Florida Panthers of the NHL. You have the Texas Rangers of the MLB and the New York Rangers of the NHL. Oh, okay, I didn't think enough about NHL, and, and that then you have the me. Jets of New York, Winnipeg, of the NFL, and the Winnipeg Jets mm. of the NHL. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was a good question. Yeah, I saw it on a I saw it on like a trivia thing and I was like, oh, I should probably ask that. That's for, a good question cuz yeah. that that one really it's made me, me think I so hard. I, I couldn't get Rangers from it either. I was thinking I got all of them except Rangers. Hmm. Yeah, I only got one of them, so uh, I was also thinking way too hard on football and basketball trying to compare those two, but the reality is I should have been focusing on hockey cuz that would have helped me out so much. <laughs> yeah. So I need to watch more hockey. That's yeah. what we got out of this. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's going to wrap up our show today. Thank you guys for tuning in to the MVSP. Follow us on Twitter at the MVSP. Once again, Joe, good day in the office. Always. Take care, everybody.